I'm gonna show y'all a day in the life of a real nigga. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Nonsky1, a.k.a. Randall Mega uh, of the RNS Radio Show Project. I'm just checking in with y'all, man. There have been some updates and some things changing. Uh, I want to say thank you also to everybody who is bearing with us during these times and this process. So uh, to kind of update you all, you know what I mean? Uh, the studio that I use is back open, so I have been uh, granted access to that, even though I cannot have guests at this time. So I'm going to try to uh, do another hybrid project where I interview people via satellite and... Um, you know, uh, just kind of learn and grow in that way. So I guess I'm getting all the experience that I need just from this COVID thing, man. So thanks for that COVID, I guess. And I also wanted to, uh, start doing like little intros, man, for the guests and stuff like that to kind of, um, you know, warm it up and let people, you know, get acclimated to how the show's going to start. Uh, so yeah, with that being said, thankfully and luckily today, my, uh, my guest is DJ Neek the Freak, aka Nico. Um, he's a real good friend of mine. I did an Instagram live interview with him a few weeks back, man. And this is just kind of like a follow-up. Uh, and also he's helping me with my audio and stuff like that. So shout out to him for that. Um, yeah, man, things are crazy, you know, like times are very turbulent, very changing. I try not to, uh, platform too much about social issues cause I want to respect everybody's, um, you know, uh, where they coming from in their opinion, but you, you know, most people that know me know pretty much where I stand and stuff like that on these social issues. Uh, I have been connecting with some people in the background, trying to work on some community activist projects, getting some people together who have voices, uh, from different walks of life and seeing how we can help each other, uh, bounce ideas, community feedback, progress, growth, cooperation, education, things like that. Uh, so be on the lookout for that, man. That's going to be coming up, you know, probably in the next couple of weeks. Uh, as soon as I can uh, actually have a chance to sit down with everybody. Um, I wanted to say thank you again to everybody who has been listening, who has uh, donated their time to my project and uh, their faith in the fact that uh, I, I won't fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so without further ado, my friend, I'm going to uh, contact him right now. We're going to go into the interview. Uh, he is a he's a well-known DJ here in Las Vegas. He's a, a talented cat. He's a a trendsetter. Um, you know, he's, he's uh, also very politically savvy. We're going to talk about some community things. And uh, I'm extremely happy to have him as well as I am extremely happy to be blessed enough to continue to do this, man. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to go into a song. It's called Crazy Butt by Senor Gigio. Um, he's a cool dude, man. He's a cat I met through my homegirl, Emerald Brown, out of the Bay. Uh, who I'm going to be interviewing her next week. I'm excited for that, man. She's so dope, uh, so talented. And he's a real cool cat, too. He's got some dope music. I'm, I'm happy to be able to use his tracks in the project, man. Hopefully, y'all get a get a dose of the vibe and catch the wave. And, um, yeah, man, we're going to be doing this thing. So, peace and respect.
dreamers, lovers, I know you're out there, call me crazy but, don't call me crazy but, that's not what I meant to say, I'm just thinking of a way, a way, a way, I'm just thinking of a, pure hearts like water, they flow, they hold up, like a cup that you hold up, full of trust, somebody's supposed to show up, you've been praying or working, give up everything, but nothing is for certain, with eyes like stars, they glimmer, they shine bright, they see hope in the darkest things on the twilight of the night, hold tight, you steadfast and patient, give up everything, but will you be forsaken, with dreams like a child, they jump, they fly high, no limits of barriers when you reach and pass the sky, oh my, look at you, you energetic and youthful, give up everything, but you don't wanna lose, do you? Truth that you carry a sword that won't fail to slice through all of the lies they gon' tell derail. You stand strong for justice cause you bold. Give up everything, but you don't wanna be alone. Call me crazy, but don't call me crazy, but that's not what I meant to say. I'm just thinking of a way, a way, a way. I'm just thinking of a way for you and me. Wrong was the blaze of scripture, this is maybe your nemesis I don't know what to say, I bury this I reject the stereo, racism in the area I see the beast and it's eating my people alive Only freedom I see is you're free to die by the evil lie These days you just believe in Jesus Christ You can't trust no one, people cheat, people lie No balance, things need to be equalized And this is out of my touch Cause I give up everything with good intention and such But then I always feel like I've been doing too much Now uh, call me crazy but don't call me crazy, but that's not what I meant to say. I'm just thinking of a way, a way, a way. I'm just thinking of a way for you, for you and me. I wanna live my dreams even when I'm not falling asleep I wanna walk tall in the street I want people to party with me I wanna be seen as a divine creature I wanna see you as a divine creature I wanna hold hands and walk about nature I wanna give thanks to the creator for making ya I want fuck boys to fuck off I want haters to kick rocks and get lost I want my dues for the double cross I wanna put my piece on the puzzle before the struggle gone Why do poor people suffer long? Why I gotta be about our colors, man, what is wrong? Just another song about what I want Arrow through the heart, sunk Feral with the honk Call me crazy, but Don't call me crazy, but That's not what I meant to say I'm just thinking of a way, a way, a way I'm just thinking of a Pure hearts like water, they blow, they hold up Like a cup that you hold up Full of trust, somebody's supposed to show up You been praying to working Give up everything, but nothing is for certain With eyes like stars, they glimmer, they shine bright They see hope in the dawn, there's things in the twilight of the night Hold tight, you stand fast and patient Give up everything, but will you be forsaken? With dreams like a child, they jump, they fly high No limits of barriers when you reach and pass the sky Oh my, look at you, you energetic and youthful Give up everything, but you don't wanna lose Do your truth that you carry a sword that won't fail to slice through All of the lies they gon' tell the real You stand strong for justice cause you bold Give up everything, but you don't wanna be alone Said you don't wanna be alone Well you don't have to be alone Cause you are not alone We are not alone Call me crazy, but Don't call me crazy, but That's not what I meant to say I'm just thinking of a way I'm just thinking of a way for you uh. and me.
What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of RNS Radio. My name is Nonsky One, aka Rain Omega. I am your host, and I am here, not here, but there, uh, with my homeboy DJ Neek the Freak. What's up, baby? How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Oh man, not too bad. Um, I uh, it's slowly but surely getting a little better, man. Like I say, the studio opened back up, so I'm happy to be here. But uh, as of right now, we technically can't have guests. So one thing at a time, though, I guess. Right. So yeah, man. Um, yeah, everything's kind of slowly coming back to normal. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure, I know. For um, you know, like a lot of the people that I talk to uh, are Las Vegas uh, locals. You know, I talked to Guillaume last week and. And we were talking about like the strip and the entertainment industry and, you know, like you being a, a big part of the entertainment industry, you know, it's, it's probably like, uh, well, are they going to let us do it? Am I going to be able to, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a weird, yeah. weird time. It's a really weird time, man. Um, you know, cause we started this whole lockdown thing and I don't really know what the end game was other than just like, kind of like putting a, like a curb to the are bringing like the you know the spread to like somewhat of a halt and um to open things back up before there's even a uh a, a, a cure or a you know something to combat it it's still like a vaccine like it's you know i just feel like we're just kind of setting ourselves up to get another lockdown so everything's kind of up in the air nothing's for sure because we don't really know what the future holds yeah, man, it's uh, it's really weird. Like I went to um, where did I go? Where they had uh, oh, I mean here at the library, you know what I mean? Like they have like plexiglass windows and like, but they're like hanging from like strings. And then you know, I went to you know, I seen pictures of people in the casinos already with like the little glass in between the machines. I was like, it's just I I don't know how I mean I and I'm not like a toxologist or like a viral specialist yeah. or anything like that so i don't know how airborne contamination works but i feel like <laughs> how effective is this right this this <laughs> tiny plexiglass window between me and this dude is this something we could have just did before right like was this the solution the whole time but i guess i guess we're gonna uh play it by <laughs> ear and kind of see how it goes you know yeah and there's a lot i mean you know not to you know like um harp on issues but man there's a lot of there's a lot of changes just in general in society right now you know like then we went straight from covid into like you said before we uh started the show like a potential civil war uh you know like with all this just you know all the the injustice and the you know brutality and things that we and the black community deal with like it's just like it's like part of our day uh for a lot of people yeah oh my gosh they're like Chappelle said they're they're beating up negroes like hotcakes it's like yeah yeah <laughs> you know and it's like it's funny to me like you know it, it, i had a conversation with someone and it, it's so simple for them to be like uh you know this is you know now you guys want to be upset it's like what are you fucking kidding me like <laughs> sorry like it's uh this isn't new anger this isn't a newfound anger like George Floyd isn't, you know, the first time of this happening and us feeling so upset because it was George Floyd. It's just, nah, man, like, this was a month, like, week to week to week of just, like, examples of the same old shit. Yeah. We're tired of seeing people like us dying in the news. We're tired of seeing uh, examples of us getting fucking the cops called on us for chilling in the park. Like, and, <laughs> 
walking while black, as they like to call it, man. Getting threatened, getting, telling, you know, yeah, walking while black. I'm, you know, bird watching. All of a sudden, you feel threatened, and that's what you're going to tell a cop. And the fucked up part is, like, those kind of things really do put us in danger. And uh, the fact that that sort of a system even exists, like, it's frustrating. This isn't new. This is just a lot of things happen at once, and a lot of people just said, fuck it, like. Right. Burn some. Um, yeah, I mean, like it, it, it burns some. Like it, you know, marching hasn't worked. Yeah, I um. It just you get mad enough, you fucking hit someone. I didn't. I didn't watch the whole thing, but there's uh, you know, like on Netflix, or like they have like the because okay, and I try not to sound cynical, man, but everybody's got like their the black people section now. Like Netflix has a Black Lives Matter section, and I was like, yeah, cool, because you got to do something, right? You know what I mean? You got to do right. something in order because you can't not do nothing. We're at that place in society where if you don't do nothing, that's the same yes, as like you acting. definitely can't do nothing. Right. But I'm like, it's just so funny that like, you know, like um, fucking Albertsons, you know, like they'll have like the, the, you know, it's just like, why? But so there's this thing. It's, I turn on my Spotify and there's like a, there's a Black Lives Matter playlist. Right. It's like songs to, and this is funny too. Like you're a music buff, man. So, you know, you know, you, I know you're going to be familiar with this, but the Gil Scott Heron, uh, you know, the revolution will not be televised and it's fucking kind of yeah. actually is like shit, you know? So it literally is being televised. Yeah. But there's this it's thing. Kinda, it's, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. It, it, no, it's just, it's, it's just funny. Like you're right. There's a certain type of like, monetization that's happening with uh the apparent revolution that's in front of us right right it's like well you know can we sell some shirts um you post up on the side of the road with like the justice for george uh, floyd t-shirt stand and make a you know make a couple bucks or what you know but there's this thing it's uh it's called the five bloods the spike lee thing i haven't watched it it's about like these vietnam vets or something they go back to vietnam i didn't i didn't watch it but in the beginning though there's this like um uh, there's this oh they're talking about like there's this Vietnamese radio DJ and she's speaking to the black uh, veteran the black soldier in Vietnam talking about the death of Martin Luther King and the riots going on you know the, all the, the the shit that happened behind that in, in the United States and here we are this is like almost 60 years ago you know it's like yeah and then you know and I was just thinking like how crazy it must have been to be a black person in Vietnam like we sending you over here to do this dirty work which it really was Vietnam was was legit the first time that you could call the United States on like dirt like you don't even need Some to bullshit, be over there yeah. like nigga why is you even here um yeah and then to be a black person who and I like it and again like I'm sorry y'all who are listening I didn't mean to start this podcast off so pro-black but also I'm black and this is like what's going on right now so bear with us we'll talk about hip-hop in a minute I promise because that too is black um and I don't mean to sound that like exclusive or like claiming hip hop, but we'll, we'll get to that. But like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited for that bit. <laughs> we, um, you know, like black people in America, it's like the kid whose dad kind of beats him. And it's like, you're trying to find a way for your dad to just love you. And I don't mean to say the United States is like the parent, but it's like, we try all these different ways to be acceptable in society in the United States like we'll fight for you we'll go to war for you you know like and some people will say well you're American that's a part of the you know it's like but yeah but you included me in the the dangerous shit but you don't include me in like the you know like the housing market so it's not really, yeah, exactly. you know you can go to war exactly. but you can't buy a house you know so it's, it's right kind of, uh, yeah, you can go to war but you know you ain't getting into our colleges right oh my god Speaking you can of, go to war but you can't buy property in this part of the town right <laughs> 
or like when when we uh, when we collect you all in one spot, and we lower the property value, and then we buy you out and push you out into the street. You know, it's like yeah, like, but, but you can go to war for it. <laughs> and again, man, like I say, I'd be trying not to make. But you know what? People need to be uncomfortable. You know, right now, I think. Um, because I I'm, think I, I think people underestimate how just how uncomfortable it can be to be black in America, man. and I don't feel bad when now that other people are uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I just I want to sit here and be inclusive for everyone and tiptoe around feelings, but like it's frustrating at times because it's like wow, so now you feel uncomfortable, and it's like why do you feel uncomfortable because because I'm uncomfortable? Like it's like almost like victim blaming, you know. Yeah, like oh, not where I, it's I, like I don't talk about that, but yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like, well, fuck you. I'm hurting. I want to talk about that. Like, yeah, and I'm the victim of in this. You're just you're just a bystander. You may not even be a person that like you know, if you're a non-black person that like kind of like contributes to that sort of a mind state. You may not subscribe to that, but like. If you're not, if you're uncomfortable with it, it's probably because you're guilty of something. <laughs> people, you know, non-racist people don't feel bad about talking about racism. And and also, it's like, you know, it's like, why, why, you know, like, why can't, you know, why can't I have this right now? People, pe- people pick the weirdest times to like defend some shit that's not you know it's like oh yeah and i'm not even super radical like i'm not even like out in the street right now with a black power pick and a motherfucking and a sign like i mean i did i could that's been a part of my life you know i've done that you know i've been you know what i mean but like i'm just saying can we talk about it can we rap about it for a second or can you at least be willing to admit that like it might be some shit going on like maybe some shit just isn't fair yeah maybe You know, and um, I was talking to my homegirl, uh, and she's Mexican, and so like um, we were talking about like, I, and and I said, and and I and it didn't. I was trying not to be rude, but I was like, I wonder for people who think it's like not a thing, like what is it about a level playing field that makes people so uncomfortable? I'm not even asking for you to give me a leg up. Just let me start on the Just same day as you. Speaking, like, yeah. Like, let me just start at the same place. You know what I'm saying? And I was just having a conversation this morning similar to that where it was like you know one example and I think the most like common example is like in the language the n-word yes you know it's sort of like it it went from and not to say that the meaning of it has changed at all you know if I'm still called that I'm upset by it and if another black man calls me and I take it as a sign of endearment so what I really don't understand is why a white person would even like not, you know, would fight the idea. Why would they defend their their right to say it? You know what I mean? Man, man, like what? And why I, do you need that so bad? Why do you need it? And I think the only reason that it's like anything worth arguing for is because it's the one thing that we could possibly have that isn't confrontational that they can't have. Yeah, it's like, and and that's, you know, and I oh mean, shit, this is me. My mind just went like forty different places at once on that topic because it's like, look, man, like we let. It's it's gonna sound offensive, and I just talked to eighteen about this for like an hour and a half the other day because there isn't like a, you know, I mean, shit, we might as well just get into it. But there's like a dividing yeah. line in the culture right now, you know. Uh, I've been chopping it up with a lot of people. Like I said, Wacko called me. I've been I've been rapping with Technique back and forth on his. Not campaign, but his like 
shedding light on certain inst- uh, issues within the community with certain brands and certain things not speaking up and um yeah and stuff like that but um like i said i talked to 18 for about two hours the other day which i'm grateful to be in a position in my life to be able to have conversations with my friends about this stuff um but like yeah you know we talked about all that stuff and so again with the n-word like he because he, he was like he was like the only reason why i used to say it is because you used to say it so much and i, I mean i say for those of y'all who know me i say nigga a lot like a lot yeah. and sometimes i don't but sometimes I do, and I don't feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel any particular way. And some people say it to me. They may or may not be black. They might be people of different color. They might not. They might be white people. And sometimes yeah. it don't bother me. Like, Guillaume say, oh, what's up, my nigga? And I'm like, I don't trip because I know it's not coming from yeah. a place. And then sometimes somebody say it, and I'm like, it's not really the time for that right now, bro. This is not really the, you know, like, hey, what's up, my niggas? And I'm like, whoa, chill out, bro. You know, I, I've got to point in my age because I don't want to, I don't want to encourage non-black people. That's just where I'm at. I don't want to hear non-black people call me my nigga endearing. <laughs> you know, if you're my, if you're my friend, you know I don't like that. If you're not black, don't call me that. Um, if you know me on a personal level, you know that about me. Um, with that being said, I also acknowledge that I can't open the door for that sort of a discussion between us by calling them niggas. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be... I'm not going to put myself in a position to potentially be looked at as the token black guy that gave the non-white, non-black guy a pass. Right, my know? friend says... My I'd friend... Like, oh, this, this, is, this is why I'm my white nigga. Like, and, you know, like, now all of a sudden he feels like, oh, well, you know, Nico said it was cool. Like, so I'm, I guess I got a pass. Like, right, it's cool. And nah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, not, that shouldn't be the case ever. So I just don't open that anymore. If you're not black, you don't get called nigga black people. And, and you know what, too? Like, this is one of those subjects. Obviously, it's a very decisive topic in, in, in society in general. And in my opinion, like, it's one thing that I don't have to logically make sense to you, to the non, to the non-black person in the hip-hop community or, or, or in this, it's just in society. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have, my logic don't have to be logical in regards to this. I can be as hypocritical and as confusing and as whatever as I want to be with this one. With this, yeah, it's, it's the like, one thing. It don't, you don't get to say it or you do, like, you know, it's like, well, why don't I, I don't and know, you, motherfucker. And if like, you do say it, you're racist. Right. And so it's like. And I, you have to deal with the repercussions that come with being a racist, whatever they may be. You know what I mean? And here's. Um, a, whether it be physical or just me not fucking with you. Right. And here's the and, thing too. You know what I mean? Oh my bad. But uh No, you're good. So here's the thing about that, it's like again, like you said at the beginning of it, it's like why are you riding so hard for this one thing? Like why are you like if I say no nah, and you be like, Well, okay, that's reasonable and boom, it's it's done. But why do you have to That really like, should be it? Like my boy said or my homeboy said that that's not cool. So guess what? I don't I'm not gonna you shouldn't lose any sleep over that. But for some odd reason... That's really how I feel about it. I, you should... If my boy's not cool with it, I should be cool with that. Like, I should just respect that, right? Yeah. Shouldn't be no logical, like, lengthy... And this is the thing, too, about, like, these conversations, man. Like, I was, you know... I shouldn't have to have to... I shouldn't have to be uh, a Rhodes Scholar, a uh, Harvard debate team historian uh, with, a, with a PhD in, like, you know, sociology and also, like, uh, you know, a debate master like you have to be all these things to justify or explain something to someone who's not black like in racism or situations regarding that like 
I shouldn't have to sit you down with a 400 page document full of statistics from the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. Like if, if I'm telling you that I feel some type of way and maybe this is an issue that I deal with on a day to day basis, because for me personally, and there's this thing going around, you know, we have our own issues. We have light skin privilege and there's all these things. I'm still. Yeah, that that you know, in my opinion, those are issues we have to talk about amongst ourselves. We don't right. need to include other people in those right. discussions. So in my universal negroness, as I like to call it, like I'm, I'm the guy that, oh, maybe we can ask Noski about it. He's light enough. He might not get angry. So I'm like, I sit down, if I sit down with you for this conversation and by you, I mean the other people, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I'm like, Hey, look, um, even in my limited experience with the police and, um, you know, things, cause I moved here from the Midwest. So I, I came from a very segregated white and black city. You know what I mean? So like yeah. growing up, there was the side of town black people lived on and there was a side of town white people lived on. And so like I've, I've experienced all this. So if I sit down with you and you come, if you come to me for my input and I sit down with you and explain something to you, I shouldn't have to break out the Webster's Dictionary, the fucking Guinness Book of World Records, the encyclopedia and Wikipedia. And like, you know, I shouldn't have to. You should just take my word. You came to me for my like, well, what do we do? I'm like, hey, here's what you should do, man. You should educate yourself. You should at least on a one person on a one on one basis. Try not to be. So you might, like I said, you might not even be actively oppressing, but like you should be aware that there are certain things that just pass by on a daily basis that maybe you should be aware of. And once you're aware of them, you can take steps to actively avoid them and then we can move forward. Like, and if not, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, but I'm not always in the mood to be intellectual. I'm not always in the fucking mood. And realistically, you shouldn't have to be. That's what, that's one thing I've kind of like just gotten on board with is like it shouldn't be my job to have to like give you a a fucking harvard history lesson on why the word why the n-word is racist and not okay for you to use and you know other subjects regarding to that you know nobody ever asked a rape victim to explain the history of rape and why rape isn't okay it's just not okay and we know that <laughs> right it's been accepted into you the moral I mean? fabric of society that that's not cool we don't have to ask them to explain why non-consensual sex isn't okay and shouldn't be accepted so why do we have to do that with racism right. why, why is something that we know is racist have to be debated there shouldn't be a fucking debate like and another thing is like you don't get to decide as a non-black person what is is an offensive because there you're not is. black. There it is. <laughs> and, okay. You can't tell somebody what to, to be offended by. And, this and is if they the, are, like, you have to decide whether or not you're a piece of shit or not by right. still, still doing it. You might, do you just not care that you're offensive? Then fine, that's on you. And I respect that, too. <laughs> I respect that, too. <laughs> but at least just be real about that. You know? And, yeah. And if you're not willing, like it takes it takes little to no effort to educate yourself passively about like injustice and stuff like that. It's really as much time as you spend looking at cat videos on YouTube and a couple memes about like Star Wars or whatever the fuck, you know, is memeing right now. All you need to do is take that like a 30 seconds, boom, pop on a little something. You can hear something and just a little bit. But you know what I mean? Like, it's, not, it's, not our, it's not our responsibility as a victim in this scenario. It's not our responsibility to teach. Right. It's on there. And I shouldn't if have they're to, trying to undo shit it's on them. And I shouldn't have to like actively convince you that something might be going on. It should just be right like at this point, 
Um, I was talking to my mom last night. I'm like, at this point, man, I'm exhausted with trying to convince you because it's like people being like, oh, well, well, statistically, and then you got to pull out the paperwork. And it's like, I'm tired of having to, it shouldn't have to be on paper in black and white because nobody, not nobody, but most people say you have a police officer kill somebody of color in a situation where in my opinion lethal force was not justified that's most cases right there are blatant there are blatantly obvious george floyd cases of what the fuck is going on but some of the cases are a little bit more subtle and that's where the question's like well what was he doing to get arrested in the first place why didn't he have his hands up and it's like i shouldn't have to navigate the semantics with you and show you in black and white that this is a thing because it's not like racism itself is not like you can't get five to ten for racism so it's not statistically on the paper that this is why these things are happening i shouldn't have to prove to you what's in somebody's heart when they do something above and beyond you know what i mean like so you know and and racism itself isn't like black and white like that like racism isn't necessarily like oh i hate black people so i'm gonna mistreat them racism is so american like it's engraved into our society it's uh, it's the way our society works to put black black people so far behind economically than white people it's you don't even necessarily have to hate black people to benefit from that system like that's true racism prejudice is just not liking somebody because of their skin color right yeah and we were talking about like um i was having a conversation that's set in place to keep us apart oh yeah and it really and it, and the funny thing is that you mentioned it being american and this is i uh, i was listening to this podcast i forget the name but it's actually a couple of white dudes and it was really cool to hear them break it down like this hopefully some people will take advantage of this knowledge so it's like like in the american sense like the american the society that we live in was built structurally for straight white uh christian men from europe by those same people and it wasn't intentionally maybe not intentionally i mean slavery and all those things yeah but it wasn't intentionally like okay everybody else is fucked straight white guys with money get money it's just because those are the only fucking people that was here they built a society for themselves on the backs of other people who were not considered to be citizens so here we are and and then for some of us black people not even considered to be fully human there's that part like yeah so it's written in a language that benefits a certain people and it's fucking 300 years old maybe it's time to sit down and take a look at some of this shit like 110 percent like why are we not why hasn't it been done already like it changed me that here we are 400 plus years later still abiding by like societal contracts that just don't fucking relate to the times Right, like, but I mean, it doesn't relate in regards to us as a black man. No, it doesn't fucking fit my agenda. Uh, but if I was a white Christian male and American, hey, everything's working fine. I'm gonna throw my hands up in the air if it doesn't change. Right, like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, working uh, as intended. So that, that's, that's true racism. And I think, things are working great for me. Four hundred years later, <laughs> you know, yeah, of course it is. Right, and I think that's something a lot of people uh, neglect when we have this conversation. And again, like I say, don't take offense for those people who are listening, who may have different views than I do. It's all right. This is what the conversation is for: is how can we get to a place where everything is working as intended for everybody? You know what I mean? Because right I now, I think that's really what we want to be. So we just want to start at the same place. We understand that, like the last 400 plus years have put us at a, at a disadvantage and I think 
the black American man as a whole has gotten to a point where we just accept and understand that. Yeah. But moving forward, we would like the same opportunity and the same fair treatment. And a lot of it has to generally speaking <laughs> with what you were saying about the structure of these things, like the in the integral structure of these things needs to be revamped. And that's education. That's the judicial system, uh, legislation and finance. You know, all these things, they need to be revamped in a, in a way to where there is not room for interpretation. That's, especially with the like we talk about the justice system and how it's unfair, you know, a certain percentage, uh, you know, black males are more likely to get black males are more likely to be you know yeah and i get it you know black males account for a, a decent portion of, of crime but it's only because of the way that these things are structured so if there was a if there was an across yeah, the not, board it's, go black, ahead. it's not because black men are so like criminal disproportionately more prone to violence no it's because our neighborhoods are over policed and we're charged harshly and the environment is set up for us to be violent right whereas our white counterparts in their neighborhoods who are under police and usually when charged are under convicted you know what i mean like of course the narrative is different not to mention they have three times the population that we have with under police neighborhoods and it's just there's so many more variables that come in other than like well black people are just more prone to violence like i mean on paper when you put them in a cage <laughs> on paper yeah but like you know, think about the cage that you put the black man in. You think he's not going to be upset and do things that we have to do to get by in a society that's meant for him to fail? Come on. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, for my um, for my non-black affiliates, my friends, my family members, my, you know, my people in the community, and like, these are the conversations that, you know what I mean? Like, you don't even have to really believe me verbatim off the off rip. Just be willing to accept the fact that possibly that something is something is up something is fishy and you know, i had a realization thumbs up i had a realization last night that kind of scared me um was like because you know like when you operate when you try to operate from a fair and moral platform in regards to everybody it's like what if motherfuckers just aren't interested like we you present all this information treat us like people do this do that and then the motherfuckers at top is like well we know all that we just don't like you we just don't give a fuck. We just don't fucking care. And I'd be like, oh, but if that was the obvious consensus, then I would know how to navigate. So like, I don't know, man. It's a, it's a weird place I, to if be. If I'm being honest, that's really how I think. And I, like you said earlier, like I hate to think so cynically, but like I really do believe that that's where we're at. As you know, we can sit here and I mean, and that's kind of why I believe that it's gotten to the point that it's gotten to where riots and dis destruction has to happen. Where it's like, okay, well, you don't give a fuck. You're going to give a fuck when we burn down every fucking target in the country. You're going to give a fuck when we start burning down your businesses and affecting your white neighborhood. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't agree with the method wholeheartedly, but how did I put it? I ain't mad at you, but I ain't glad at you. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, these people, peaceful protests where people walk on the sidewalks and out of the way of your car, nobody gives a shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't we don't care about those people because I'm still on my way to work, I'm gonna get there on time, it'll be fine. Um, but now that we have to fucking shut down the whole city, you know, maybe now you want we're inconveniencing you. Uh, the oppressors don't get to decide what is acceptable form of protest. Right. And that's the thing too, man, like, um, you know, it's it's again like you said, it's it's gotta if you if you don't directly feel the effects of the oppression that you know certain people feel on a daily basis like because you have no experience with it so it's like out of sight out of mind then we need to put in your sight 
something that affects you in a way to put in your mind that fed, that okay well all these people got to be mad about something they're blocking traffic they're fucking throwing you know whatever they're doing this some i don't even know who these people are i don't know what it's related to uh but i heard on uh, the joe rogan show the other day they were talking about that shit that's going on in seattle he said them motherfuckers are storm city hall like they just like they took over and i don't know who it is or what it is so i'm not gonna lump it in with this but i'm just saying those type of measures as as frightening as they may be are kind of like how you you get the converse like i got a kick in the door to even have a conversation with you because i've been knocking been knocking i've been knocking you know what i mean like so and you just ain't gonna answer so what the fuck i'm coming in right i'm coming in because it's cold as fuck out here so right, so it's cold than a motherfucker and i just i look i feel for everybody i understand that, that it's an uncomfortable conversation um but uh try being black <laughs> Right, like there's like a <laughs> there's like a like the hair on the back of your neck is kind of always up. You know what I mean? Like even the yep. other day, I was I, forget, I was in the car with somebody, and they were driving a little funny, uh, and you know like and then like I looked over at the intersection and there was a cop and like in my brain, just based on the programming of my life, I was like, what if they stop us? What if like is it gonna be even more like uncomfortable because of what's going on right now? Do they think I think that they think that I think that they think that I like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like and exactly. most people like, like and now it's even more intense. It's like are they gonna be a little more on edge because they are gonna assume that I'm on edge? Right. I am and I'm on edge because I think they might be on edge about me maybe being on edge. Like some people, Am you I never have to die think right about now it. because I'm going 45 into 35. Like now it's even worse. Right, and some people never have to think about that. So it's like 100%. That and 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 you know, like I had a conversation about uh, the word privilege as it applies to white privilege, and I was like, okay, maybe um, maybe privilege isn't the best word for some people, but sometimes it is. But also, it's like just like the shit that you never have to think about. You never have to think about, am I going to go to 7-Eleven and make it home? Like, just off of or, GP. You know, and, and even on just like a fucking like micro level, am I going to be able to go to 7-Eleven and just not make them feel uncomfortable? Yeah. You know, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm, I, there's, a, there's a pretty good chance that I'll make it home if I don't start no shit. But at the very least, or, you know, if I don't have a person that's jumpy and like all of a sudden feeling uncomfortable and reacting... Um, you know, cause that's a variable we have to worry about, but mm. like at the very least, if everything goes well, am I like made to feel like a thief? Cause I walked into a Seven Eleven in black. Right. Like, Oh, do they think I'm stealing something? You like trying extra hard <laughs> to like hold your items in front of you. Like, I just want you to see, I got two waters, you know, like, don't you know, <laughs> like I have to like make it a point to like keep my hands on the steering wheel when I get pulled over for a traffic stop and to not move and to like, yeah, like I have to do all this extra shit only because I'm black. Like, so do I understand? Like, for example, a poor white person, you know, being like, "What the fuck is white privilege? I'm poor. I'm not making any money. I'm not doing. You know, I'm not benefiting from a society uh, because I'm white. Where's my privilege? I wish I could activate my privilege. White privilege. Boom. And, you know, give me some of that. Yeah, God bless them. <laughs> uh, you know, what I mean, like I understand where th- where they might see that they're. But the fact of the matter is, because that they're white, they have a better chance of getting out of that front than a black man. Yeah. You know, we can have the exact same education, work experience um, on an application, but if I have a more black-sounding name than, you know, the white-sounding counterpart, he's more likely to get the job than I am. Mm. And that's just, I don't know what the numbers are on that, but I know that that's like a statistic and it's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, 
society is just going to trust fucking Tyler Davis more than, or Tyler Martin, whatever, more than they trust Jamal Crawford. <laughs> a basketball player I went with. <laughs> hey, Jamal Crawford sounds like a stand-up guy. No, I just... You know what I'm saying? Like, literally on paper, the exact same person, but if he has, like, a stereotypically black name versus his counterpart with a white name, mm. they're just going to go with the white guy. So, you know what I mean? Like, he's in a position, he's in a better position to crawl out of the hole than his black counterpart who's in the exact same hole would be in. Yeah, they, um, it's a... And you know, people are people argue that too. Like you know, like I saw on Facebook, which I've been trying to. Facebook is so horrible right now. I just try to stay off of it. But um, there was like a, a list of like ways, list of ways that black people benefit in society. And it was it was like basic like corny level shit of like NAACP and like uh, affirmative action. Black job. History Month, right? Black History Month. And I was like, first of all, this is like um, it's like. You know what I mean? Like that uh, McDonald's coffee cup that has the caution hot on it because some dumb motherfucker spilled hot ass coffee on it groin and sued McDonald's for millions of dollars because there was no sign letting them know that coffee, which is a hot beverage, was hot. So it's like some fucked up shit has to happen for us to like put a, a system in place to can to prevent that should be regular human rights level shit in place for niggas to get jobs. So it's like, OK. The reason why there is affirmative action is because, statistically speaking, people were not hiring people of color, specifically black people, in certain industries. So we had to make you hire X amount of black people. It's up to you what you do with that. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, well, if y'all wouldn't discriminating in the workplace, there wouldn't be an affirmative action. And now there's an affirmative action and you suffering because of it. So it's like, um, well, just don't be a dick and hire the qualified individual, whether he be black or white. So now, you know, yeah, none of this would be a problem if that wasn't a problem. Yeah. So it's like, man, like, and I, I again, I can, I can feel the eyes rolling. I had the episode's not even on the air yet, and I can feel some of my friends and counterparts' eyes rolling because I know they, they stances and they, how they lean, and I'm like, <sighs> man, I I, I, that used to that used to be something that bothered me, but it's just as far as I feel and know and experience and my friends feel and know and experience this is our reality so if you have to roll your eyes on it then I don't know man I don't know what to tell you I hate to be so brutal but you know sorry about it like sorry you're uncomfortable it must be nice I'm not even again it must be nice to it must, it must be nice to just now start learning about racism it must be nice to have to like, learn about racism <laughs> yes 2020 and you just now getting uncomfortable about this shit fuck yeah it, mu- it must be so nice to just be like oh I just want to watch sports or like it must be so nice to just now having to learn what, what's racist like and I literally have happened to like experience racism since I've known how to talk Oh my God! Is racism on the news again? I just want to watch. I want to watch oh Seinfeld. God, I want to watch the news. Like, oh my God! You can't even turn on the news without hearing about angry black people. Like, wow, that must be great. God bless them. Oh man, <laughs> that must be so great. So sorry, you're uncomfortable. Man, sorry to bother I'm not you. Sorry, you're uncomfortable. I've been uncomfortable. Uh, have you seen that? Have you seen that movie? Uh, sorry to bother you. Um, uh, oh yeah 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 so yeah i was talking about that the other day uh, on my entertainment podcast because i'm super fancy but um 
I just thought that was so dope. The movie itself was dope. Uh, you know, the guy Boots from the Coop uh, out of the Bay. Man, I've been a fan of their music since the 90s. And um, just, yeah. but that's the reality that like, oh my gosh, is this inconvenient for you? We have to spend a couple minutes a day talking about some shit that you don't want. Like, oh my God, we have to sit down and talk about social justice again. I just want to watch Friends. And I don't know. but Like, uh, it must be so nice. Right. That must be so nice. And that's, that's the privilege, man. Like, yeah, we got to talk about social justice. I want some of that. Right. Can I get a little? Can I would like it? some of that. Yeah, man, give me some of that shit. Right, so we can all sit down and watch Friends? Like, I want to watch Friends, too. Yeah, but shit. I would like to watch Friends, too, but, like, I can't go to the store sometimes. Right, so we got to get to a place <laughs> where we can talk about all these things, man. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's... Man, sorry, uh, y'all, for the, the pro-black... Uh, I, I, hate <laughs> to hijack, I, I hate that we hijacked half of your show, but... But also, fucking, it's, it's necessary and it's relevant, so... Um, let's take a second in this conversation to kind of like focus on hip hop specifically, or just I guess entertainment specifically, man. Let's talk about um what this looks like moving forward, because you know, like I said, you know, there's been um not not really campaigns, but excuse me, I had to burp. Um, there's been like uh you know a lot of like um topics like you know Adidas not speaking up and how it pertains to hip hop, and now you know Technique has been talking about Red Bull BC One. Uh, and them not speaking up and things like that and um i've seen so many like i went on a a tirade and and this goes back to like the educational variety i spent like an hour night before last just kind of i just googled which companies were donating to the black lives matter or to black centric uh or equality based programs and uh things like that and there was a list like a long list of motherfuckers and it was like some some people that you wouldn't expect, you know, like like uh, some Beverly Hills and like a lot of fashion designers. It was like a whole page of that, and and um, you know Apple. I mean uh, Amazon slash YouTube slash Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. Um, you know, like they donated like I, I want to say it was seven hundred and fifty, but I think it was two hundred and fifty million, which is still like gang of millions. Um, and then you know like um, we got to talking about like. Uh, figures inside of hip-hop like uh you know like red bull bc1 all-stars and like different people in their platform speaking up or not um so like what do you feel what, what is your take on i won't say necessary but what what's um kind of like the required level of uh, visibility on people's stances on these issues like how how soon or how strongly do you think people should be speaking up if they have a platform to speak up on Man, if it was uh, if it was up to me, I would be like everybody needs to be on the same, have the same energy as like Ben and Jerry. Like Ben and Jerry's hasn't mixed words; they haven't fucking made a set, uh, like a statement that sounds almost neutral. Oh, they haven't. They're like, man, Ben and Jerry's don't fuck around. They're like, fuck white supremacy. Here's how to dismantle it. Um, fuck the police. Like they're they're not fucking around. Um, do I expect everybody to be on that? Hell no. Absolutely not. Um, but one thing I think the worst thing you can do right now is be silent. Mm. Um, I think being silent right now is like literally the worst thing you can do because silence, to be silent is to be compliant. You, uh, to me, you know, most of the companies that have proven to be, you know, anti-black lives or, you know, 
I hate to pull politics into it because it's not political to me. It's morality. Um, like, you know, anti-Black Lives Matter and pro-Republican uh, through their social medias and things like that have been, you know, the pattern is, is that they're all silent on the subject and that's their way of saying, you know, we don't give a shit. Um, so if you're being silent because you're afraid of controversy, then I don't really understand. Then um, to me, I'm just like, you're on the other side because there shouldn't be anything controversial of saying that I don't stand with racism. Right. Or I stand in opposition of racism. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. There shouldn't be anything wrong with that. If I mean, if we could all, like I said, to use rape as an example again, if, we, if this was, you know, rape victims' lives matter, we would all be like, oh, hell yeah, fuck rapists. Fuck rapists all day. Right. Um, let's get into the corner of rape victims. Like, yeah, hell yeah, we support them. Rape victims' lives matter. Um, why isn't racism the same thing? Why can't we just, why is there like controversy and being like, oh, uh, yeah, Black Lives Matter, police brutality is wrong. Racism is wrong. White supremacy is wrong. Like, why is that? Where's, yeah, yeah, those are all wrong. Like, in that, that shouldn't even be a debate. I don't understand why it's even like a problem. <laughs> Man, and yeah, it's like, and again, that's another one of those topics where it's like, or these, these, you know, issues where it's like why are we lobbying so hard for the ability to be neutral in an issue that yeah. actively is discussing and you know like and substitute again like you say substitute any name any name black lives matter that's where i'm at because i'm black uh but also you know yeah. i got a homegirl she she's doing a lot of work for um missing and murdered indigenous women uh you know there's a lot of people talking about the ice and the unfair treatment like i'm like all this shit is fucked up put me in the front seat with all of it but Oh yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people who are on board. Like you know, once this once this is tackled, we're coming prize. Like, let's get them. Let's just keep this momentum rolling. Fuck all this shit. Like we got momentum right now. Let's keep it rolling. Don't you know? Let's not quit when these motherfuckers get these George Floyd Floyd motherfuckers get hemmed up. Like let's go after all of them. Let's go after everybody. Um, Ice being on that list. So like you know, I just don't understand why it has to be an issue of like well so-and-so like these group of people are more important like it's not about that right right now this is what's happening you know we're trying to take care of ourselves and then and, uh, you know what happens to us truly affects everybody else yeah it's true and then like you were saying like like we were saying it's like you know again you know i'm not asking you i'm not asking you to or my you know my white brothers and sisters and all i'm not asking y'all to put on a red beret and a black panther jacket and and get in the line you know what i mean it'd be sweet if you did but I'm not even doing that. Yeah, it'd be great, so like, but I'm not asking you to do that. I really, I'm just, you know, like the appropriate actions of a white person right now who's trying to be an ally um, in your private life amongst your white counterparts when racist shit is mentioned, maybe tell them that that's not okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, call it out. <laughs> like, yo, we don't talk like that. We're not going to do that. And you don't have to, you know, in the workplace, when you see your black coworker being kind of mistreated, because they're black maybe say something and you don't have to go on to this political fucking statement just hey we don't talk like that we don't do that uh, chill like that's not okay right and that's really it and move on uh those sort of things in your daily life you know stand by what the fuck you believe in if you don't think that racism is okay then fucking stop it when you see it yeah it's not like, like you just walk past and be like oh that's not that's not okay to be and then just keep going oh, to the grocery store. And then turn your head and then go on with your life. Like, 
To be silent is absolutely to be compliant. You're in a position where you can help somebody to help somebody. Yeah, I f- and I feel like um, I feel like uh, uh, community education or like growth or you know open mindedness is it's, it's okay to go in stages, man. You know, you start with, I mean, the acknowledgement of mistreatment is a huge first step for a lot of people. Like you, a lot of people don't even think it's a thing. So start by thinking it's a thing, and then what can I do to prevent said thing? Uh, even without actively like you ain't even got to run out again like I said you ain't got to run out in the street with a sign at first but be like hey you know what like yeah you, said, you don't got to post okay. on Facebook you don't got to go crazy but start, start with the yeah start with the belief change your thoughts you you know your understanding of how things work uh, your passive aggressive the the you peoples and them and why do they and like fuck off man first of all with that and then teach your kids to be better you know what I mean and then if you so choose you can move out into the, the space of activism or, or, you know, like education and cooperation. Those are all things are cool. But again, like, everybody yeah. is, you know, you know, but the, and then, you know, like going back to the hip hop community, um, I was talking to Technique and we were talking about like moving forward again, like you said, not losing momentum, not being like, OK, we just wanted to make sure you knew. Now we're back to our regularly scheduled program with these, you know, with corporate influence and things like that. I think there is a certain level of accountability and um, expectation. Again, like I don't expect behind closed doors for uh, high level executives to be super pro black or even conscientious. But on a monetary level, the buying power of the hip hop community and the black community as it pertains to retail, like there wouldn't I mean, I'm not saying there wouldn't be a Nike. But y'all wouldn't be balling like you was if niggas didn't buy sneakers like they do. Same thing with Adidas. Yeah. Like, you know, so ex- at least acknowledge my position as a valued preferred as a consumer. Customer. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And uh, I 100% agree with that. Like, you have to, especially when, like, you cater to that audience. Mm, streetwear, quote, unquote. Like, you, you, you know, it's pretty obvious that, like, Adidas streetwear culture is huge and that's like a big part of their campaign like you know adidas wouldn't be selling nearly as many shoes as they as they do if it wasn't for streetwear culture like easy culture mm. so like why not you know like why not just say that um nike is the same way like if it wasn't for the black athletes that they endorse and Man. their black fans they wouldn't have the money they have so like why the fuck not yeah like, hey, i don't know understand what? that that's like the that's like a perfect example, and I, I want to take a, a a quick break here in a minute to uh, you know do the musical stuff. But that's like, a, and then we can get right back into it because honestly, this conversation is good, and we got we got more stuff to talk about. But honestly, that's another example of you know what I mean. Like, and for those people we talk about in the culture, like you want the culture, but you don't love the people. That first of all, that bothers oh, yeah. me to no end. But that's another example as a brand of being like. You know, that's a really aloof way to pursue uh, such a large percentage of your buying market is like, well, we could take it or leave it. You know, like back in the 90s, you know, I was saying this too. Um, I never fuck with Adidas. Not, I, have, I don't have anything against Adidas, but I never wore Adidas. Never thought Adidas was tight. Yeah. Girl, like my first pair of breaking shoes was not shell toes because the motherfuckers is uncomfortable. But yeah, saying that bro. to say, I, I don't have a problem with distancing myself from someone, someplace or something that does not actively welcome me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't go to restaurants yeah, that I want me to be at. You know? Shouldn't be a, that shouldn't even be a point. That shouldn't be hard. Yeah. Tommy Hilfiger said he don't want like, black people wearing his clothes. I stopped wearing them that day. And I was 13. I was 13 when that shit happened. So, I ain't never had a problem with putting my money back in my pocket. I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying? There's other things. There's just other ways you can go that are just fine. Um, I feel like 
there's nothing that shouldn't even be a problem. Like it, it, the fact that I think, but you know, where there's a, a level of conditioning that comes with being in the position that we're in. You know, it's easy easier for us who have taken the time to educate ourselves on certain subjects when a lot of our some of our people haven't. You know, and. Uh, it becomes a but that's just a result of the conditioning you can't blame them for that you know and that's an, that's the whole deeper layer of this racist ass onion that we live in <laughs> yeah. um, is is the result of the conditioning you know like the people who really are living breathing results of the system we live in yeah and 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 like you said the americanism of it being so much the way your the way life is that we don't even think that something could possibly be wrong and by we i mean united states you know and um you know shoot the racism and racism is so american that the minute you start protesting racism all of a sudden you're protesting america right like what well how dare you disrespect the ah i'm sorry to to, i'm sorry (laughs) for that caricature voice i'm sorry but that's true (laughs) I'm trying. Well, yeah, like all the, you know, I say the Confederate flag is racist, and all of a sudden it's like, no, you're anti-American. I'm like, no, like, you know, I take a knee at the at the fucking uh, Pledge of Allegiance or at the national anthem because you're disrespecting the you know, flag. They're like, no, I love being American. I that there's racist shit that goes on, and I'm trying to make bring awareness to it. That's all. And it, and, and instead, you know, they they make it about being American as opposed to being racist. Right. And to go into the, you know, to go into that too is like, you know what I mean? Like, first of all, and, and, I, and this applies for other people as well. Like I have my first amendment rights to say what I feel in a, in, in what is, you know, in a constructive and not just, you know, in a manner that is conducive, but technically I have the first amendment right to say whatever I want. And so do you. And by you, I mean yeah, y'all yeah. and I get that, but don't be mad at me for being like, Hey, you know what? Maybe this ain't cool. It is cool, motherfucker. It's America. It's like, whoa. Like, what you're saying is fucked up. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's, you know, <laughs> hate, hate speech is illegal. Hate speech is not okay. Yeah. Um, it, inciting violence or things like, you know what I mean? Like, there's certain leeways that just, you know, yeah, we have our First Amendment and everything, but there's certain rules. Yeah. Like, let's not fuck around. <laughs> So yeah, man, it's it's a it's an um it's an interesting place to be in. Like I say, I want to take a uh, take a quick break. And uh, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this, preface this by saying that I've never used these sound bites, so I could a potentially press the wrong one, and b it might be corny as fuck. So um, please don't laugh, Nico, if you can help it. Uh, but yeah, like I say, this is a work in progress, man. And uh, but right now I'm gonna take a little break. I'm gonna play a song. It's called The Healer. Uh, it's actually by Erica Badu, featuring uh, See for Yourself and Okie Doke. They are super crew MCs and they're they're super dope people, man. So let's go ahead and uh, take a second to listen to that and don't laugh at my soundbite. Follow us on Instagram. That's the wrong soundbite, nigga. All right, we'll be back. It's bigger than religion 
Aside. Love it when you critics criticize, get it, get it, won't apologize If you with it, with it, get it, girl 1985 Ice Cube with a jury curl Type flow, didn't get the memo, must have been a typo Cause yo, I'm a lot colder than a polar bear When I'm not on them bipolar meds I could get my thoughts out and come alive like the thought out frozen dead Yeah, like life Encino man, see I am dope kilogram I do it for my people man Even when shit gets sticky like peanut butter jelly jam Out for the green eggs and ham like Sam My yam, damn my yam Sick in the mantle, stick in a pencil With your neck like casino Holler and give me a C-note Repo your shit like Debo Like like, what you got on my 40 out? A nympho might take your shorty out to eat Suge Knight, running niggas over, get your kids out the street I'm in a big truck, but stay discreet as a trainee With his dick tuck, <laughs> I'm a sick pup It's been easy ever since me and Feezy clicked up Believe me Says Uma, I ain't thinking about Thurman. I'm thinking on the count of three what I'm yelling at this suburban, sipping burgundy bourbon, swerving all over these streets. And on the count of three, we say, <laughs> Yeah, fuck them. You George Orwell pigs that can't hear you, eat me. Like your communication in the man. If you don't get that line and do your hip hop history, and if you never heard of Dragon Scoop, you can biggity miss me. Ooh, I'm biggity about to obliterate a bitch. <laughs> I'm sick of Donald Duck's gibberish. Yeah, it's like all of his lip is fibberish, and I was raised not to eat bullshit. Todd Marinovich looking like citrus pumps from his clitoris through his body. How we get a blood orange lit in the Republican Party? I think we need to start a blood orange tea party and John Gotti his body like the Boston Tea Party by dumping him and his daughter in a chest with his barber, along with spray tan paint cans in the Boston Harbor. Shirley Hawkins, this verse don't make me a martyr. I'm just speaking tongue and orange cheek and shouldn't go any farther like this cookie cutter culture that came. Along with a turn up kit. I'm cutting off his blood like a tourniquet. This my turn to get turned and burning your scalp like a permanent bitch. To get props, you gotta earn that shit.
All right, all right, we're back. We actually got into some behind-the-scenes conversation. I was like, shit, hold on, man. We could be talking about this on the air. So, uh, yeah, we're back, sir. Yeah. All right, cool. I was just checking. I was like, man, did I drop the call? But, um, yeah, man, to get back into what we was talking about, um, and it, uh, it, it's like, um, you know, like the day-to-day. Well, we were talking about Las Vegas specifically, uh, the level of um, training that the police are under as far as, like, terrorism, uh, SWAT, gang warfare etc because we are a major metropolitan center uh, and how that affects the everyday life of the average citizen in Las Vegas who may or may not also have to be black like myself yeah uh, the police force out here is trained at the level of like NYPD LAPD because of how much tourism and how like how fast our population has grown out here Um, for a long time Las Vegas really was just you know, a passing ground, but because it's become such a huge place, we're basically the visa of the United States, um, where, you know, the police force is trained to react to things like terrorism or uh, gang violence at a massive scale and, or riot, you know. Um, so they're prepared and ready for this stuff. Um, and, it, you know, usually when you have, when you deal with a police force that's militarized and weaponized to that degree they it comes a certain amount of eagerness in the people that have received that training um i know on like a minor level i speak and you know it doesn't go for everyone but just like you know the average gun owner at least that i know of is all you know they talk about you know i got this shit to protect my home and if a mother fucker comes in here i'm gonna saw his ass in half and you can almost hear like them being like excited to get to use that opportunity to bucket saw a motherfucker in half. I wish a and motherfucker would, as we call it. Yeah, that wish a motherfucker would ass attitude. Like, and you can't help but think that the police still have that kind of attitude. I, you know, I've been at these protests. I see these cops like laughing at these people. You know what I mean? Laughing at us. You know, uh, mocking the chance and wishing a motherfucker would mm. you know at basically asking a motherfucker too and um you know the, a lot the problem is, is a lot of these people that are out there are young they're kids they're uh i'm talking 16 to 20 years old right. just out there ready for something to pop off and a fucking cop laughing in your face is enough to make you pop off and that's usually how these things go crazy yeah. um and this that's just here so i imagine same thing everywhere else we see the videos it's happening there's instigation oh um, for sure you know what I mean and I'm not to put all the blame on anyone as far as destruction goes but you know yeah. that's part of it Here, here's my thing too about like interaction like you say on a, on a street level between one individual and one police officer you know it's like there's a Chris Rock bit I'm sure you've seen it's been circulating about like uh, drawing a parallel between police officers and airplane pilots if you can't successfully land a plane every time you don't get your pilot's license so as a police officer if you can't successfully not kill a motherfucker for some not kill a motherfucker shit you shouldn't be a cop however there is a level of necessity for law enforcement in terms of like per capita police to police to citizen ratio we need x amount of police to police x amount of citizens and as you said we're in a town that's grown exponentially since i've moved here i've only been here 15 years like 
it was still kind of podunk when I got here, even though the strip was, you know, strip was the strip, but like North Las Vegas wasn't yeah. like wasn't fully developed. Uh, Southern Highlands, all these areas were like just. I used to live on St. Rose and um, uh, St. Rose and I want to say Eastern ish, like over Silverado area and Silverado Ranch area. Basically and nothing out there at the time. Th- there was nothing. I remember walking to job interviews on Silverado Ranch. And like from Silverado Ranch to St. Rose, like I was walking down Eastern and it was just desert and hot. So now it's like fully, you know, developed and shit. So with that, like you said, comes so a certain level of necessity versus like the time constraint. We need X amount of police. We need them now. How do we get them out on the street? Like um, almost like fucking uh, Ed 209 and RoboCop. Like, fuck it. I don't care if it works. We got parts six years parts and rep you know like we got all this shit lined up we got to spend this money we got to get bulletproof vests we need niggas to put in the vests let's get them on the street like whoa yeah you know like whoa and you know but then you know we ask the police force to do a lot of things that like you know i I don't necessarily know if the same department of people should be asked to do right you know should the same person that i asked come to my house and handle a domestic abuse uh, dispute be the same person that I asked to solve a murder mystery or solve the homeless problem in the sleep uh, in the street or you know go and end the, like drug problems like why is this person why did why do they have to wear so many hats you right know? yeah which is kind of my way of segueing into why I believe defunding the police should absolutely be a fucking option um, and a, a possible solution for this because there's just no reason that we should have the same people that we call for homelessness. You know, like we just want them to take homeless people off the streets or at least that's the expectation. I guess when you call the police on homeless people, yeah, like and, what do you <laughs> Like what? I don't know where the fuck they expect them to take them, but like, I, and I, you know, I live downtown, so that's the thing. I live in, you know, I live in the city, right? So, you know, and like, why should I expect that person to be able to come and solve a domestic dispute? Why should I expect the same person to be able to handle a terrorist situation, like right. a hostile, you know, robbery at a store? You know, and why did why does this same person have to handle every single one of these jobs, big or small? Like their therapist their uh, drug advisors, right. their community you know, outreach specialists. Yeah, their community outreach specialists on top of being a police force. Um, I, I think there should be different departments about that. You know, the, a, a funny thing I saw today was like, if the police department wasn't problematic, you know, people wouldn't be having these conversations. You know, it's in popular culture now. It's, it's so, like, well-known. There's not a song called Fuck the Fire Department. Yeah, I saw that shit. That made me giggle a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's absolutely true. The fire department gets out there and they put out fucking fires. They have a job and they do it. Um, the problem with the police force is that they have a lot of fucking jobs to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why are they doing so many fucking jobs? I mean, and I understand that, like, it, it's easy to dismiss this when we haven't seen the alternative in our lifetime you know we've never lived through what it would be like to have a police force and a military force be two different things truly right you know like we we haven't lived through that so that reality doesn't seem realistic but like it's absolutely a possibility where you know you call 911 for something and they call the right department for the right job right 
as opposed to just contacting an ambulance, a fire, or a cop. Right. Like, it, it's just too broad of a spectrum for the cops to be used. Well, he, I believe, I think it leaves a lot of room for error. Here's a, here's a thing on, um, you know, like, I like the fact that this uh, conversation started out uh, constructively, first of all, because I know the last segment uh, was a little... You know, we was airing our grievances and, you know, bless y'all for sticking up through that. So I, I want to preface by saying, um, you know, like I, I come from a, a military slash law enforcement slash bro-man dude uh, family. My mom's family is, um, you know, right. we have a lot of people and a lot of family members in the military, a lot of family members in law enforcement, stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, I have a genuine this. So I'm saying this to say, like, I have a genuine respect and understanding and concern for what you just talked about and how it applies to people that I know personally. I've been really lucky to have experienced multiple things from multiple sides in my life, so it allows me to have a little broader perspective, um, which I'm grateful for. But I've also been a black man in America who was also a little knucklehead when I was 16 to 22, which is, you know, like God, you know, bless the the young people who are active. Um, like I say, Wacko was telling me that most of the uh, positive protesting going on in his part of, uh, you know, the base in, in San Francisco was organized by young people, high school and early college students. So, you know, you know, hats off to them for that. Um, but like I say, I didn't know shit about the world at 17 and I was angry at 17. So I can only imagine what I must have been like to deal with with when the police did have to take me home after curfew and stuff like that. You know, so um, but I want to say, you know, like. I'm approaching these things from a tolerant point of view. I don't just believe that the police are the problem. So when it comes to defunding versus disbanding, you know, as there was an there's an initiative in Minneapolis to disband the police. I personally think that's crazy um, because you cannot do like like you said, our whole lives and and the lives of the people before us and the generation before them have operated under there being the pretense that if you do something wrong, somebody's going to come and they're going to take you to jail. Whether it's always been like good or bad, I'm not I'm not just I'm not debating those things. But to just be like, well, by the way, we're community uh, restoration in progress. And, um, you know, like if you do something, your neighbor Tom's going to come over and tell you not to do it. Some people are going to go crazy with that. Um, so what like you said, defunding. Uh, I have my mentors has talked about like taking the money that you use from defunding the police department and 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 using it on the front end to enact community solutions that allow you know like you said like education um you know like uh, community involvement and you know mentorship programs for uh, at risk and and low income areas, which include different groups of people. You know what I mean? Like it just you know. hundred percent. This isn't exclusive to the black community. But there's the, plenty of people in low income areas. And these are definitely ways that we can bridge the gap. As far as like you know, like if you you know the saying that if you know better, you do better. Like you know, it's like education in regards to finance, in regards to credit, in regards to um, you know like um, investments and things like that generally speaking are reserved for people who have that kind of money to spend so it's like the the situation of poverty begets poverty is because you don't really know like how to handle any significant you know life changes and so it's like like you say you could take some money away from the enforcement on the back end of laws that have been broken and use them to create programs education and cooperations that will prevent not necessarily prevent but give people proper knowledge to prevent them hopefully from breaking said laws because they have a better understanding of how to escape their situation and stuff like that so yeah man i mean i do i thoroughly believe in redistribution of um of funds as it pertains to like you know building up poor communities man i think that would be a good place to start absolutely uh i mean 
the abolition of like a police force isn't necessarily the um the move uh, i definitely think there needs to be some reforms within it uh for sure the funding has to happen and there has to be a different allocation of money um because just ramping up the police force isn't working it's uh it's putting people at risk um there have to be better sources tools you know especially when we talk about uh, drugs like and weed is kind of like an example of that even though it's you know much more mild drug than you know heroin or coke but like you know the effects of it are different and but the approach is the exact same way where it's like we can criminalize it and put people in jail and make them be afraid to use it because there's dangerous consequences and you realize that like that's not going to stop anyone they're going to do it they're still going to risk it and now all that's happening is people are going to jail and getting hurt over this right and weed all the things that yeah for fucking weed and all the things that come along with the criminalization of a drug that needs to be distributed so now there's you know drug dealers and a violent crime culture that comes with that uh or potentially violent crime culture that comes with that um, when realistically you could decriminalize it and just provide, uh, understand that it's not going to go away. And you, what you could do is just provide safe places and tools and fucking take advantage of the tax opportunity in there. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, with that, the numbers go down because the risk goes down, you know, like as far as like death and criminalization goes, like, first of all, it's not illegal. And, um, you know, obviously it's illegal to operate like cars and things like that, but like just having it isn't going to get you in trouble. And, you know, if you had to shoot up weed and it was legal, there would be a place where you could get clean needles and prevent the spread of diseases and things like that, you know? So if there's things like that in place, like we can't expect that out of the police. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not, those aren't, that shouldn't be the same job. It's I don't understand why they have to wear so many hats. It, it's unrealistic to think that this person has to do that and do this. And, and and keeping in mind that they are still a person, which is a lot of um a lot of uh, my a lot of my complaints about the systems in place are that they are man, they're manipul they're operated first of all by human beings and human beings are susceptible to partial to partiality. Like there's no such thing as an impartial brain. That's just how the brain works. Yeah. You know. So it's like. I already have developed a, a stereotype of who I think you are and how I want to treat you by the, the minute I see you. That's how the human brain works. So it's like, since you can't eliminate the brain and you can't eliminate, you know, like these systems completely, even though they need to be restructured, we need to look at how consequences distributed across the board, accountability, sentencing, uh, things like that. Like I, f- I believe in, I don't believe in min max sentencing as far as like criminal cases are concerned. I believe in across the board flat sentence that re- like so that will allow you to reduce the severity of sentencing in the in the effort to not make it whether or not I feel like giving you the min or the max because it, it ends up being used as a tool to like continue to further disparity. So it's like okay, you have a black person and a white a black dude and a white dude arrested for the exact same crime, like like literally just switch the paperwork. So. 100%. Right, so there's a percentage chance that the black man is going to experience higher sentencing because of, you can attribute it to whatever. It doesn't even have to be racism. It's just the fucking, the judge that day yeah. fought with his wife or he didn't get his favorite sandwich. He's just in a shitty mood and tired of telling people to stop hitting their wives or whatever, you know, like stop beating your wife, fucking, fucking yeah. jerk off. 
So yeah. he gives this guy five years. The guy, the next guy comes in on Wednesday, exact same thing, exact same situation. The guy's been to court the same number of times for the same offenses. And he got a blowjob before work. So it's like, fuck, man, get this dude six months of probation or some shit like that. I don't believe that's a fair way to prosecute cases, even though, like, once you understand criminalization and privatization of police and privatization of, of prisons and how it benefits, there's a lot of yeah. shit. You know what I mean? So... But we can yeah. start with, like you said, we can start with lessening the load. Like, if you're a cop and you got a, and you work a 10, 12-hour day, you could encounter a thousand things in that day. And it's just not realistic for me to be able to switch from a robbery to fucking getting a cat out of the tree. Fucking shoot the goddamn cat. I'm in shoot mode right now. You know, it's like, it's... it's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it shouldn't be expected of a human being to go out here and be just this chameleon of uh, problem solving. Right. On two weeks of training and, and a fucking and a, and a general fitness test. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just unrealistic and asking for trouble. You know, uh, one thing I, I that I apply in just my artistic endeavors is um, I don't like the idea of being um, re- really, you know, being decent at a whole bunch of things. You know, I'd rather be well-versed <laughs> at very little. I'd rather be really exceptionally good at a few things than decent at a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. and that's Because yeah, then you're not really good at anything. <laughs> that's that's like my story. and I'm a half-ass everything. I'm a half-ass a lot of shit. I'm a half-ass. I'm half-ass you know what I mean? at like hoops. A, half-ass at... <laughs> jack of all trades and an absolute master of none of them. Right, yeah. And that sort of like approach is detrimental to like real life world like so now we're talking this police force that has to be flexible in regards to like being able to be compassionate and understanding and problem solving when thinking in domestic disputes and then you know uh solve homelessness you know because that's a whole fucking problem in itself right and you know that's a whole other podcast but and then, you know, expect to show up to a robbery and be ready to, like, you know, solve this problem by using force as an absolute last resort. Right, right. And expected to not kill this man unless he has intentions to kill him and he has to learn how to gauge that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a lot of skills when realistically the police should only be handling those sort of things. Right, it should be handled. And, and uh, I, I know in, yeah, it should be someone else. And I know in Europe, um, certain parts of Europe, I should say, you know, the police and the uh, military force are exist, like coexist in the city. You know what I mean? And the cops are the ones giving you traffic tickets and handling all the peaceful things. They don't even have weapons, but and they're approachable. You can ask them for directions, and you know <laughs> they're doing petty crimes and things like that. And then there's the military force that is stationed outside, stone cold, ready to kill when shit pops off. You know what I mean? Like, they're not there to be your fucking guide around the city and, you know, shake your hand. You know, they're there for when shit pops off. And everybody knows that because they got a fucking AR-15 on their shoulder and they're not smiling. As opposed to, like, North Las Vegas police coming in dressed in fatigues yeah. with AR-15s but you want to ask them for directions like I'm getting mixed messages here man like like you just don't know where you stand and that sort of like 
tension could cause it, it not could it causes dangerous situations it results in so much danger so it's like why even it's a problem it's a fucking problem a lot of people will blame the fact that like you know you were out there causing problems and if you weren't you know doing something illegal it wouldn't be a problem for you but like that's it's just that's not true right it's not true when you're darker that's just not true and so and that goes back to what we talked about earlier about like realistically um you know sitting down and taking a look at these uh systems in place and what we can do about them i know it's not exactly um exciting work and it's not necessarily you know it works it works for most people like yeah mm, but this is something that needs to work for all people these particular things yeah um so it's like but that's that's exactly what we're talking about is like you know you we need to take a look at the ins and outs of these things how can we restructure them in a in a way that's conducive for modern modern times and, and you know what i mean like that i think that is um one of the actually one of the better suggestions i've heard you know because most people are either like you know they're either coke or pepsi nigga like it ain't no it's like what well, what well, maybe we should you know let's figure out it's like either yes police all the way or no police at all it's like okay maybe we're both overreacting maybe we should find a middle you know maybe like you said have the police responding to police level shit and then having social workers with more more funding more training and stuff like that responding to uh you know regular shit and, violent crime right <laughs> you know it's like oh and, yeah and then you know social workers responding to shit that's like not necessarily criminal criminal but like health you know drugs yeah. homelessness things like that like the police force shouldn't have to deal with that like that's not i don't know what kind of training goes into their handling of that shit and even still like you know like let somebody who's an expert at that do that right and there's um, a why why expect the police to do all of these things it's, it's, it's ridiculous and this and it's probably why like you just said you know with the mask jacket all trades master of none type of thing it's probably why and i don't want this i don't want this to sound mean but it's probably why the police fail in a lot of situations because it's level it's it's shit that highly trained motherfuckers don't get right all the time like there are social sociology and economic experts who cannot figure out homelessness so why do you think that steve with his 100 hours of training and two weeks of, of, of basic physical there or basic physical uh you know whatever like how is he supposed to basic know what physical the fuck? training yeah right. like what is he supposed to do I, do we expect this guy to solve heroin addiction like see steve what do you think about yeah <laughs> what are your thoughts of the socio-economical effects of heroin addiction like and the criminalization on drugs. He doesn't fucking know. Book him. Like, yeah, arrest his ass, I guess. Uh, it's illegal, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, fucking so... lock his ass up. Let a judge decide that. And it's like, what? It's the wrong tools for the wrong job. Right. There's criminal behavior that occurs on the back of drug and alcohol uh, addictions. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's criminal behaviors, but the behaviors yeah. are a result. And I know people hate to hear this, too. People hate to hear the fact that maybe these motherfuckers that are high are not acting, you know, like, oh, you mean he's high and he can't make rational decisions? Go figure. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, like oh, that's, he's, he's not responsible for that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, go figure, he's high. All, all the, oh, well, why does he just not get high? Like, all right, Nancy Reagan. Um, But it's just like saying that. Yeah, just say it's, it's, oh, it's that <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, why did he not think of that? But it's like you said, it's, it's, these are complex yeah. problems that, like, blanket solutions will not fix. So, yeah, I think... No, it's, it's totally non-binary, man. There's not everything, including racism, is black and white. 
and to just think that like you're either pro or against like there's too many variables to have those sort of solutions yeah we have to think constructively in a, in a societal concept like in, in a way that our society works how do we solve these things like in a real way yeah and that's like you know like the uh the complexity of the issues and most people just want to live their regular ass life and i get that but you know like that's where willingness and open-mindedness come into play of just being like again like i say i don't i'm not approaching my peers asking them to fix these generational problems i'm not approaching like atn or guillaume with my conversation like well i'm i'm talking to you because i need you to fix it i don't really need you to fix it i need you to just be willing to understand that i'm i'm bothered by something emotionally gravely uh disturbed by certain things and i'm just like well you know what i mean like i just want to i just want to you know let's do something um but with that being said man i wanted to talk to like you know like because i've been having conversations like again like i was saying with a bunch of people about not necessarily solutions but dialogues conversations and, and community um you know like cross community uh understanding you know like sitting down i want to start having like panel discussions with people in different uh different communities who are all connected by this thread which yeah. I, I call hip-hop you know like i want to sit down with my you know black brown all people and just and talk about like how we can band together um but what i have been seeing man is a lot on the donation front a lot of like um artists doing like you know like uh benefit jams and benefit programs benefit concerts and a lot of it's online man so uh we're in a really in a really unique time uh to affect change in a lot of these things like and not to i'm not calling you a brand but like as this is all unfolding like what, I mean, what's yeah. your thought what's your thought like with the with being a dj with being a performer with being a um i mean you are kind of a brand like you got the paradise fever thing and yeah. it's, it's it's been like one of the more open you know platforms period before being an yeah. open platform was cool so how is this affecting you like what are you thinking like what's your thoughts what are you talking about doing um it's weird because i'm in a weird place where it's like um in regards to the like political climate it just feels like you know to talk about entertainment or fashion and things like that just seems like really fucking unimportant right now Mm. um the last thing i want to do is like okay guys like i know we're talking about like police brutality and systematic racism but like you guys like disco check out my (laughs) mixtape you know what i'm saying like (laughs) it seems so like unimportant i was just talking to another dj buddy of mine who was just like man i just had like a clothing company hit me up and they want to put together like an an all black dj stream and he's like i just fucking don't feel like now's the time like nobody wants to fucking hear your set right now (laughs) and um you know what i mean like the last thing like niggas don't want to hear you play right now it's one of it's like dave Chappelle. like who the fuck gives a shit what y'all rule things right now damn man that shit Um, is so good too (laughs) and it's so fucking you realize the genius like 10 years later um but like now so now i'm in a position where it's like okay so well with covid also like i can't go out and have an event you know it's just like things are still on lockdown and even though things are opening up still kind of risky and there's rules and regulations still not the same that it used to be so now it's like well now i'm considering well i am a black business and so what can i do to use my platform to help this cause you know so uh something i've been like 
trying to organize and I haven't finalized yet, so I don't want to give like too much like uh, it'll be this day and this time. But um, I'm gonna do another online Paradise Fever with some way to easily donate to um, not necessarily the Minnesota Freedom Fund because um, there's it, they got a lot. <laughs> they got a lot. Man. So there's other there's, there's, there's other avenues that I want to go and like. Uh, I want to give some exposure to and help them out if I can. Word. Um, so that's kind of the move right now. It's trying to find a way to remain sensitive and re- remain vigilant and make it clear on what side of this I'm on. Uh, I don't want to seem like I'm ignoring it and just doing things to have fun or right. to distract from the situation because the last thing I want to do is distract anybody from something important. I feel like that's damaging. Mm. But more so, how can I make fundraising fun? or you know awareness fun or something like that you know what i mean like so we need to bring awareness we need to bring fun into a cause that we believe in and um, we need to uh, get people out get people registered to vote and get them voting word yeah um and for those you know so i mean this uh timing wise a little late uh, for those people who don't know the las vegas local elections were uh, on the ninth uh for those you know i mean but i think you know like you was just saying, in, in, as, in as far as what we can do as a community to affect change on a small, on a micro scale to move to macro scale, because all these individual micros will create a macro. Like you said, Minnesota or Minneapolis, One big macro. Yep. yeah, they're doing cool right now. Like motherfuckers send money to them. Now, how do we Las Vegas it, Los Angeles it, San Francisco it, San Diego it, uh, you know, Houston it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, because all those, all those parts will make a whole. And uh, yeah, man, like it, it is, you know, like um, it's a weird balance to be in, like you said, as a black business, uh, as in the entertainment business. Like, how do I that shit, man, honestly, that shit, I, I had to res- I really wanted to laugh harder. But like, yeah, I know it's a lot going on right now. But uh, you think it's like disco? You know, it's just. Yeah, like, it's <laughs> so unimportant and irrelevant. Like, shut the fuck up. That's distasteful. Like, but there's you know also- I mean? like it's a bad taste. <laughs> there's also like a um um you know obviously um music dances as an expression art as an expression um and this culture as connectivity amongst different groups of people across the world how can we like you said have an entertainment based platform that is also an educational based platform that is also not corny because i personally i, I lobby very hard for shit not to be corny um, and oh, dude, like that's, that's number one to me. Like, if it's corny, it doesn't matter what you stand for at that point. Yeah, because it's like, damn, like, it's just hella cheesy. I'm trying my, I'm like, it's I like. Don't, I don't <laughs> even care what you're talking about. Like, I, like, I don't even give a fuck what you're doing because it's corny. And I be, I'm, and I said this, like, it's, you know, it's like, don't take offense to anybody who likes this type of shit, but it's like Christian rap. Um, Christian hip hop there's some dope Christian hip hop that I've heard but it has to I can't it can't and I'm a Christian so you know like I don't want to you know but it's like I don't it's like when it come on it's like damn this shit is corny it don't sound like it don't translate well right it's gotta be tight also it's gotta be dope also your message you know what I mean like there's people that can do both so um, I mean but I'm encouraged uh, to, to be in the lane I mean like um, of of making sure we have a way to you know as a community here in Las Vegas man to build um, 
you know, like, how do we, you know, because there's so many different, I mean, obviously, within our community, there's, excuse me, man, these energy drinks got a lot of caffeine, in but there's a, there's a, like a lot of different brands, there's a lot of different artists, there's a lot of different dancers that I know personally, and, and like, we could all really kind of connect, uh, and you know like there's this old you know in paid in full when ace was like man everybody is eating there's a way for everybody to not profit but sustain and like come together without like it's like oh you know you don't have to pick between bill and bob and mike like we can we can kind of build something man i think we're on the precipice especially as being the biggest entertainment uh town in in the united states probably the world man like um but definitely the united states i think so we can do something that everybody can be like, oh, okay, this is a, that's a good move, you know? Like, we got a lot of allies and we got a lot of people in different uh, media that can, you know, kind of like come together and create something. So I'm interested to see how this works, man. Um, and hopefully, it to seems be a like part we got to a point in the protesting and the rally where like solutions are coming to, um, action is being taken that is constructive and not just reactive. And I think that's a big part of it. I think we're on the verge of something good right now. It's just, um, we got to keep the momentum. Yeah, man. Keep the momentum. Uh, stay active. Uh, stay vigilant. Um, be aware. Be open-minded. Have these conversations to all the people that, that listen, man. Like, it's all right to feel how you feel. It's all right to, um, it's all right to be angry for people that are angry. It's all right to be sad and depressed for people who are. But also, like, it's important to be constructive and like, all right. I don't like this. How can I be a part of what we need to do to fix it? And what does that look like for a lot of us? Like, what is what does fixing it even look like? That's something for us to consider for conversation. Like, in my mind, I have a picture of equality, but like, how can we get from point A to point B? How, how do we, we get, get there? there? Yeah, yeah. Without, I think that's a big thing. That's a big thing is to decide. You know, like if you're not thinking constructively and proactively, you know, okay, I want this, but how? how has to be the question not necessarily the why should you know it, that should become secondary because we're talking about issues of morality right <laughs> you know like that shouldn't even come to it because it's wrong that's why um but how do we correct it and how you know what steps should be taking and maybe somebody's taking those steps that you don't know about and how can i get on board with that like you know do your homework do your homework and be at least you know down for some change you can't you can't sit here and bitch and not have an idea for what could potentially do it and if you don't know read there's tons of sources out there yeah take a second take a second you don't even i mean if you can't read listen to a look it up on youtube i guarantee you somebody's talking about it you can get your info you know what i mean yeah it's so easy you can get info it's there today it's so easy to do that there's no excuse yeah. You just if you don't look for it, you're just you either don't want to or you you just don't think about it enough. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, you know, consider consider the sources, man. Cross reference. Uh, you don't have to take hours. Like you ain't even like I say, I went on an hour long tirade the other night of just like finding who's like who's down. I, I looked up the seven worst companies to you know like like who who's like so anti. I did all this stuff because I was in that zone, man. But like, take five minutes, man. Take ten minutes. Read an article. Like you said, uh, listen to like a, a little podcast or a segment. Um, start che- checking out like social, uh, socially conscious groups on Instagram, Twitter. There's, I mean, you can get all your info in like bits and tidbits and snacks. You ain't even got to sit down for a full meal of like graphic social change right now. 
Um, but just just be willing to move in that direction. I think, man, it's, it's a, a good start for a lot of us, myself included, man. Because I was talking to, like I said, I was talking to 18 the other night. And I was like, I'm not in my um, black militant phase like I was when I was 18. But also, that yeah. doesn't mean that I can't just I can't just chill. I can't say I was chilling. You know what I mean? I was chilling, like actively chilling, like, eh, well, you know, good form. But also, like, they got I, it. Yeah, like <laughs> y'all doing great right now. Go. But how can I be a part of that in my in my sphere? And I, I think, like, you know, like I said, like I'm gonna start. Um, I want to start hosting uh, panel discussions specifically for people in Las Vegas. Um, multicultural panel discussions, multi-community panel discussions, um, and things like that, man. Um, I'm going to start being a lot more active uh, and I'm going to be hitting up my, my people like you and like, you know, I want to, I mean, I got a list of people, like I'm not going to start name dropping, but I got a list of people who yeah. I know are doing the damn thing, first of all, and who, you know, can, can, you know, get these wheels in motion, man. Cause we, what does it look? It's just like, like you said, we were talking about the, uh, the shooting and how it related to the future of Las Vegas. Like what does Las Vegas look like after that? What does Las Vegas look like when we slowly, but surely open it up after COVID? What does Las Vegas look like when we start, you know, being like, all right, this is not okay. That's not okay. And let's, let's affect change. How does it affect our neighborhoods and our families, man? Like it's a lot. And like you said, I'm excited, um, to see because for the first time in a long time, people are looking and not just like, Maybe it's because they can't change the channel, but not they not changing the channel. And I think that's opening a lot of people's eyes to this stuff. Yeah, it definitely played a part in it. And um, uh, maybe that's the silver lining is that uh, because of the virus, there's an unwavering amount of attention. You can't change the channel right now. And um, that's that's kind of working in the favor of this. It's sad and, you know, it's, it sucks that we've gotten to that, but fuck it if you got it use it <laughs> or yes yeah, i mean it's 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 just like we talked about on the live a while back um you can't not do anything like this is how these are the changes that the society is going through so how are you going to make your you know how are you going to stay relevant or how are you going to stay active you know like we're talking about the digital and all that stuff so this is just another one of those yeah. like how are you gonna you know how are we gonna move forward because a lot of people we're not a lot of people are no longer willing to accept silence inaction passivity things like that so what are we really going to do you know yeah so how are we going to call that out and then if so what are we going to do with that no like so now it's, it's gotten to i think we're getting to a boiling point at least it feels that way um i'm excited to see where it goes i'm nervous of it to see where it goes uh i just hope yeah silence can't be the answer being passive isn't going to work this time around it's true man it's true um yeah, man. I mean, uh, I'm. Uh, I don't want to run too long, man, um, because I think I was supposed to be out of here at three, but I started late and I couldn't figure out the equipment. Um, but I wanted to say, man, uh, thank you again for coming through, saving the day, helping me with my, you know, stuff, and being willing to have these conversations, man. Um, in closing, is there, bro. is there anything you want to say to the people? <laughs> um, yo, fucking, be good out there. Be safe. Wash your hands and. Um, the revolution will not be televised <laughs> man. and and yes and and in that in that statement man like don't forget you know like it's not just one issue to the next like covid is still a thing motherfuckers are still getting sick actually uh getting more sick this last couple weeks everything opening <laughs> yeah. back up like just because it's open don't mean it is safe Di disinfect yeah, sanitize. Vaccine. be careful y'all right right and then also you know be mindful of these issues man so um 
yeah that's what i got that's my time uh nico again like i said brother man thank you and i'm gonna close it out um with uh, a track my boy mr smith out of akron ohio man it's called reality music and i remember the sound bite this time so i'm gonna press the right button I wanted peace, then you went and bought one. Listen, who you riding with don't have to have a shotgun. 
gun Only listening to the gangsters, but you not one Got a bandana yesterday, out of pox son Now you think you pox son, thugging it You the rug this, you out here hopeless with a couple friends So you say fuck it and then hold up, you detached from real life How you wake up clubbing it, I gave you fucking classes Got no love and shit, don't disrespect Music is more music. than a therapy It gives me peace, exactly what I needed It keeps me the confidence and It's timeless, aging like Riesling Cut the whining, acting like CC Music helped the blues, I ain't talking about beat beat Need music for breakfast, like eating your wheat teas No tunes, I be torn, like Hobie's Achilles Music my mashed potato and three-piece Put thoughts to the past, simply for a release Music eternity, even when deceased If you love music, put it on repeat Play it again, the present, it ain't gotta be it new. Gotta be Thankful new. for music, and times has gotten me through. Thankful. Thankful for music, and times has gotten me through. Music is more than a therapy, it gives me peace, exactly what I needed. It gives me the confidence and clarity. It's my meditation, a cure for stress and frustration. I said, Music is more than a therapy, it gives me joy, exactly what I need. When I'm in my zone, I don't care who's here. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy Nonsky One again. Um, I'm toying with the idea of doing opening and closing segments uh, as well as some post-editing things, so please be patient with my process. Um, I wanted to say again, man, thank you to Nico for coming through, or not coming through because it was digital, but for sitting down with me. Um, for those of y'all who do listen to the episode, man, um, don't take these conversations personally, man. I'm not attacking anybody, but it is some things that we need to talk about. How do we get from point A to point B, man? I'm really grateful again to have the ability to do this thing, man. I've been, I've been talking about some things with some people in some other cities. I got a lot on the horizon and I got, um, time on my hands. Uh, you know, so in closing again, like I said, it's a very, uh, interesting time to be alive. Uh, take, you know, take heart in that, man. Just because things ain't comfortable don't mean that they're not going to get better. Um, man, it's just uh, it's just so dope to me. I've been receiving so many blessings, man. So many people coming back into my life that I haven't spoken to in a long time. And I'm thankful for that. Um, yeah, man. Anybody who rock with the show, peace, respect, and God bless to you. If there's anything I can do to help you, let me know, man. Um, for those listeners who may not be in direct contact with me, hit me up at rnsradioshow at gmail.com. Um, the Instagram platform, 
you know, Twitter, RNS Radio on all of those things, man. You know, um, it's dope. It's really dope. Um, stay safe, stay sane, stay sanitary, man. Keep it moving, brother. And uh, with that being said, man, I'm going to sign off. I hope it was not too awkward. Peace and respect to all of y'all.